kid. Was that stupid comic? Hello, hello. Welcome to the episode of Boil Forward, where we talk about how mechanic, how concepts become mechanics that become numbers. Catrice, explain what the hell you mean by that. Although I have a decent idea, but. uh, Let you rant to start because I feel like that's something you'd enjoy. I'm sure. All right. Well, basically, is we've been covering like basic things that in the last little bit that a lot of game designers tend to make mistakes on, and I found that one that I keep happening to mention to people repeatedly is that don't start by like writing out the numbers like is five too much damage and it's like i don't know what what does five mean five might be a lot of damage it might be very little that this is not a good place to start like five is a number it's just a quantified form of a mechanic so until you know what the mechanics are you can't really determine what the numbers you should plug into those are and until you know what the concepts the manic the mechanics are trying to describe are then you don't even have that to work with so like basically just basic concepts start at the beginning with the concepts for the game like i want to have something that can describe say a scene out of a Bollywood movie kind of thing. And once you have that concept down, it's like, okay, this is what I want it to do. Then you make mechanics that describe the concept. And then from there, you take the mechanics and actually refine them until it actually works in a way that you can actually play the game. I mean, it sounds like such a simple like straightforward concepts. And yet I know that I didn't do this when I started designing, where I was very much just set in like, a, oh, these are mechanics. I can change some of the numbers on them and then my game is no different. Um, and I completely missed the fact that they were simulating some kind of concept of like what the game actually feels like and plays what, like how it plays. And that I was inadvertently making the game less fun because I was not keeping in mind what that core concept was that held up the mechanics and therefore the numbers behind it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do this. Like, I think it, it's easy to see people fiddle with numbers or fiddle with mechanics and forget that they simulate a concept for a reason. Like, they, they are, they've been chosen and a a game designer has specifically gone out of their way to choose these mechanics and numbers to craft the concept or the feeling that they're trying to get. Yeah, I find it it's especially common when you get um, somebody who's basically picking and choosing fun mechanics that they've seen in other games, mm-hmm. but they're not considering why those exist. Like, even if the mechanics work together mechanically, Mm-hmm. If they're not working towards like the same kind of overarching goal or concept, things just 
don't really feel right. So, like, if you're doing, like, uh, a superhero-style game, you probably should want your all of your mechanics to follow the concept that you're going to be playing a superhero. If you have something that it's like, okay, we're going to make something that feels more like... Um, a very low power horror system. And it's like, okay, there's this really neat, like, mechanic for setting up, like, um, how you gradually go insane in these situations. It's like, okay, but that's not the point of the game. And by including this, you might actually be detracting from, like, a bunch of other things. And you can fiddle with the numbers on your insanity mechanic all you want, but if that's not what the game's about and it's kind of interfering, like, if your game is not about using, like, superpowers and the, the powers driving you mad and you have to choose when to use them, if that's not what you're trying to go for and you want the players as a concept to throw their superpowers at every fight, it's not going to work. Exactly. It, it's... <laughs> Like, I guess you could take this as, like, you know, a D20 superheroes game would play very different from Masks, which would play very different from, like, uh, Rises as a supers game. Like, each one's going to have a very different feel and emotional tone and uh, different aspects to it that make it a very unique game because the mechanics are there to support it. And what those numbers are specifically relate for very much like what's inside the game. And those numbers are there to balance the specific mechanics. But the reason that they're implemented the way they are is to support the concepts that design the game. Like masks would be all about your social perceptions of each other and how other people see you and how you see others. And that is a very different concept for a superheroes game to try to uphold mechanically than how much damage do my eye laser beams do to this car? Um, yeah, there's there's completely different focuses. Like, if you look at something like, say, Mage the Ascension, like, that's practically a superhero game because yeah. of the things that you can do with it, but you're not really supposed to, you know, do great big huge fireballs that blow up half the city because... Once people start noticing that magic exists, bad things happen. So you're actually supposed to be trying to hide the fact that you basically have the equivalent of superpowers. Right. So when you're looking at that, like just tweaking the numbers doesn't really fix the underlying problem. Like it, you want your mechanics to actually be describing the base concept of what the game is about, what the interesting parts of it are. And yeah, sure, your game might actually be about destroying half the city, and mm. or it might actually be one of the few good things I've that you can say about like the old um Superman 64 on the N64 game, which was you didn't have a health bar, you had a collateral damage to the city bar. Right. Because Superman's invincible, you can't hurt him. But if the city gets destroyed, it doesn't really matter if he lives. 
makes perfect sense for setting the tone of what the game's supposed to be about. So I, it's interesting because I think it, as a, a designer, you really like it's easy to get hung up on what those numbers will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, your game should still play and you should still be able to validate that your mechanics support that concept with the numbers not working. Like the way that you interact with the system ideally shouldn't be too um, disparate if the numbers were very off from like the final, or I guess if they're close enough to that final goal of what you're supposed to say. Like, even if they're off by a fair bit, you can usually still kind of get a good feel for it. Like, one thing that I learned very early on in the game design before I even started as a career was the double or half roll of like some Mm. that you think is going to be like a huge increase. Like if I increase this by like a third, it might throw everything out of whack. And it's like, well, double it. If it's a problem, you know, it's somewhere in between those. The problem is a lot of the time when you double a number, it turns out that it wasn't enough. (laughs) And then you have to double it again. So it's like, four times than eight times as strong as you originally thought was too much. And it's like, I still need more. <laughs> Which is scary, but it, it goes to show that if you're using numbers to balance things and your numbers are off, like you can double the number of something. And usually it still works. Like, it might not work as well. It might be like, okay, this is overpowered now. It's like it's giving a disproportionate advantage. But most of the time, when you go completely outside of the range of what you thought was balanced, it usually still doesn't break the game. That's right. usually not where problems come in. It's usually a more fundamental issue, like the mechanic itself does not do what you want it to do and it doesn't matter where you put the numbers it's not going to work or the concept that the mechanic's trying to describe is not fun and it doesn't matter how you describe the concept the concept still sucks right exactly or it's just not fun like yeah yeah Kavor, you're being very quiet with this. What What are your thoughts? You act like that's a weird thing. Um, <laughs> so, far, so far, you're saying things that make sense. Uh, no, all numbers are all numbers are fake, and and, and everything is arbitrary. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, somewhat, yeah. It's like agree that this is fundamentally the best way to do it, and um. Well, I haven't. Well, I don't use numbers that are big enough uh, for the doubles and and, and like halves rule because um, in order for that to be relevant, you have to deal with numbers larger than ten, and you know, it's yeah. generally not something I'm interested in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, for a tabletop like. Like, if you're working with PBDA games, like, usually the biggest number you have to worry about is three. <laughs> hey, that's not true. Some of them with health systems have have up to six health. 
<laughs> there's got to be one out there that has seven just to prove you wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Monster of the Week, uh, I think that uh, even like there's baseline monsters that can have up to 13 health. But uh, <laughs> that's, an out, that's an outlier that should be considered. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> my general opinion, uh, talk, uh, what I would like to see, like, like how I would move this conversation on is to move into trying to do an example of of forming a concept in, in a vacuum, but I don't know how to incite that. So, yeah, I think we could probably do that. So, so I feel like that's probably a helpful thing to do at this point to prove our point. Cool. Yeah. So, um, basic concept. Um, let's see. How about? game about making a podcast there you go i refuse uh i refuse to participate on uh <laughs> <laughs> i figured Moral you ground. didn't i figured you didn't enjoy something that's so meta <laughs> uh, God. come on we could totally have this set up with mechanics for like getting swatted in the middle of the thing <laughs> Yeah, well, we can't reach each other. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, what, what, what concept would you need to embody in this in this theoretical thing? The reason why I... Uh, why, right, I should, I should probably specify why I objected to this. Because it's not because it's extremely meta. It's because, I don't know what, what a good podcast is like. My favorite podcast was two, was two lovely individuals talking talking about the dangers of cults. So, mm. it's fair. <laughs> I mean, we could say probably something to do with the how interesting the show hosts are. Um, probably the types of topics, the types of guests. I don't know. Yeah, I would have said there's some some balance of like entertainment versus like uh, like content that's uh, informative or like there's different sort of like ways that a podcast could be structured um, to to be able to capture interest and like what is the what is the goal I guess of of uh, your podcast is your podcast there to like deliver information or is it to entertain people um, is it to grow your cult right and if it is to grow your cult which would actually be a hilarious uh version of this um like you're still trying to reach people with some kind of message so it would be about like reach okay okay perfect feels. perfect idea you perfect you the Okay, concept of this theoretical game is you are hosting a podcast, you're trying to portray it as you're investigating like conspiracy theories and such, but what you're really doing is putting out coded messages so that the people that actually go through this and the actual conspiracy theorists who can decode your messages will know to contact you so that they can join your call. Perfect. That, that, that seems like I don't know how that would that would ever work. But what would a mechanic in that game be? 
like I'm... as a as a concept, uh, the 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 cult the the cult that draws in all kinds of cons, uh, conspiracy theorists to make to make the to make the ultimate abstract uh, bullshit super <laughs> super weapon. I'm totally on board, but that sounds like an NPC faction. Not a. I don't know how you would mechanize getting there. Okay, well, keep in mind, like from a conceptual standpoint as well the next step would be like a more narrow concept of well we we, we'd probably need some way to narrow down which people we're giving like we don't want just all of the conspiracy theorists we only want like the ones that are actually really dedicated to it right so there should probably be some kind of mechanic that describes how you're actually building a puzzle into the the actual podcast itself to try to lure them in and a hint that there's a puzzle to solve in the first place right it's some, some I mean, kind if, of... you're, if you're if your goal is to is to get uh the the most confident of conspiracy theorists you don't need to you don't need to give them hints it's better that they admit that they admit the well, fact that there is one full cell. No, I mean, well, that could be a core concept too. It could be like you know, you have to balance the quality of uh, new cult inductee versus the number of cult inductees that your message can reach, and that might be some kind of mechanic where you need to like have the right sort of design of podcasts that could keep people interested versus having enough of a like sprinkled seeds of what this is about to incite the largest crowd of people to your cult. Are we designing a cult game now or is this, is this happening? Okay. But well, I mean, that's where we where I started. This is fine. Okay, so Rob this, won't this be is here. Like the, yeah, this is the third time that we've designed that we started designing a game on this podcast. Yeah, this is totally fine. It, it totally yeah, works. Right? It, it, it so, is. It is proof of concept. Yeah, yes, but proof of concept here is, I think we can actually use this for the numbers as well because the mechanic when you're setting it up, even the way that Mark described it, like you have to balance two separate disparate things that you only want to grab the top cream of the crop of your conspiracy theorists, but you need to spread your message large and wide enough of a net cast that they know that it exists. Right. As if they don't even know that this exists, then that's kind of a problem. And it's like, yeah, they might be the best conspiracy theorist ever, but if they've got other ones that they're working on and this is so small they haven't even heard of it, then there's you might pass up somebody really important. So this gets us into the numbers. We okay. have to have numbers to describe how many cultists that you can potentially get and then the quality of them. Right. So these are... This is where your numbers would come in, and the number part is probably not the part 
where the game is going to fall apart. Exactly. Unless you really fuck something up bad. <laughs> no, but like that's that's the fine tuning of what the game would be about and how it would feel and what your your tone is and how long this would take. Is this a one session? Is it multiple? Is it a campaign style? But like those are the fine tuning elements of the game. But if we had taken this and said, you know, this is a D20 plus some modifier, it would have given a very different feel to how the game is. Because now we have these mechanics, these concepts of like exactly what the features are of a successful, like, uh, let's say podcast, like a successful trial. And these are very different mechanics to what you'd have in a different RPG that was trying to simulate something totally disparate to what we've just presented. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you, yeah, what, what, what? Let's let's figure out what our actual mechanic that we are doing to to describe this modulation is. Is it two separate vectors, reach and complexity, or is it? What are we looking at? Uh, How do we want to simulate the concept of? Well, let's say that. There's usually an issue when you increase the complexity of stuff because people won't be interested in it, right? So if it's too complex for the average person, you're not going to get a wide net. You need to have probably tiers of complexity, like some starting introductory stuff, like you put very slight hints of or maybe something more obvious like the name of every episode is if you start looking through all of them all of each of the name of every podcast episode is like an anagram or something so you have something simple that the the average conspiracy theorist will latch on to and norm they'll share it with like some friends and some friends, they're not going to figure it out themselves. They're just going to look it over and be like, Oh, that's neat. I actually like looking at the wiki article about this that goes through all the, the neat names that people have found. So you need something for steps of different complexities. Um, how would you go about making a mechanic so that you introduce multiple ones? I would, I would, I'm imagining this as uh, there are multiple characters, multiple individuals who are contributing to this podcast. And let's say there are three variables to your like end result. There's a level of the juiciness of like what your conspiracy is that you need oh, to yeah. somehow convey. That's there definitely a obfuscation where you want to make it compelling enough that someone is going to dig into there being a conspiracy. And then there's an amount of entertainment value or like listenability where you've kept the like the audience attracted to listening to what you're saying. So you need to balance these three elements and there might be like moves that each of your characters could do to balance what this looks like where you might have someone who's like the radio DJ and just plays the sound effects like the bah, 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 and it makes it more listenable, but definitely reduces some of the juiciness. You know what I mean? Where you can have like these um, 
these, I don't know, like meta moves, I guess, that each character could do in talking about whatever their concept is for their podcast that plays with these variables. Okay, um, I'm actually writing these down. I was gathering the information and starting it, and I missed the middle one. So juiciness, listenable, what was the middle one? Uh, like the it was the complexity or like obfuscation of the like how um, obfuscate obfuscation of the true intent. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. Okay, the, totally. We're gonna have something that might be almost playable by the end of this. <laughs> Somebody. Uh, uh, yo, yo. Okay. So. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you, uh, Mark says that individual uh, that individuals might have modi- might have like modifiers to to the presentation, but it, is there a randomness factor, or what determines the base value? Um, I wonder if there could be sort of this idea of like a an audience, like you'd have like a random audience that's generated and you're trying to figure out uh, through playing how this audience responds over the course of your podcast. Yeah, that's actually where I was going to go to. Like you can pick your own stats or whatever, but it's the audience that's random. Like, are you actually appealing to this section of people that you've, you've managed to grab because your initial audience may not be the one you're aiming for and you might have to basically do a little finagling to try to get that audience to draw in the audience you actually want okay so so how would the how would more how would how do i phrase this how how would you go about creating a system and a, and a mechanic for moving your target demographic versus your initial demographic. <laughs> I, I, say, I say this as somebody who wrote a certain game. First off, I think the important part would be to define like your, your starting position. So I think it would probably be pretty easy to actually use like a percentile system for like each of these three stats like how much of each the uh the audience happens to want you could probably just roll like 1d 100 and be like okay they want like 87 percent juiciness but they only want like 37 percent listenable something like that so it's completely random what the audience wants to start with mm-hmm. and you'd basically have the GM would know this information, I'd probably say it'd be better with a GM because you could keep this information (laughs) from the players and gradually, as they do like a podcast episode, it's like, okay, you did this much, audience wanted more. You can say more of this, less of this, but you only give them vague amounts and they basically have to figure it out through there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So characters have specialties of what they bring in the ta- bring to the table, and you're they're basically trying to modulate and tune things, and so that the frequency is exactly right for the people with the 
uh, people predisposed to being sacrifices for their cult? Pretty much. And then I think there should be like an aspect of time where like each action consumes time of the podcast and the longer your podcast takes, the less you're yield at the end of it. So you end up playing this game <laughs> to find the right balance of yeah. the variables of what your podcast's content is versus how long yeah, it's yeah. Content. Yeah, the, the longer it runs, the less listenable, the harder it exactly. is to your true intent, and the less juicy it is. Exactly. So, like, everything decreases steadily over time, and you're trying to modulate these little, like, variables to get to the max number of listeners that you can bring in. And if you, like, fumble the roll, if you accidentally, like, I don't know, if there's some, some like, move that is either determined or, like, there is still some variance of, like, you know, you say something and it could go the wrong way. Uh, or you you let out too much of the the cult secrets in what you're trying to obfuscate, then it like backfires on you, and you have to sort of play a little bit of catch up. I don't know how much we want to do that, but there could I, be some elements of. I think culture. there's something else that would be good here, as well, is if you get too accurate for too long, like you don't like you nail exactly what this audience wants too many times in a row then basically you've saturated that market. You've gotten all the listeners that there can be from there. That's basically it. They're only telling people that already know about it. So you might actually have to move outside of that intentionally to try to get them to tell friends that, oh, uh, you guys, you know, you might actually like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, the final, the final mechanic I would this this is a separate mechanic, but I feel like it, I feel like there there are thresholds you need to. I feel like part of this game's like overall structure is you have a is you have a deadline. You need this many uh, participants by the by the blood moon, or you cannot conduct the ritual that you need to to call to call forth the breath of the. Uh, the breath of the void, you know. <laughs> you know, it makes, sense if, it makes sense if those there were several different ones. So, like, this yeah. first one's like you need this many people by this point, or no ritual on the blood moon, and it sucks. Okay, well, that's fine. But once we've done the ritual, the ritual doesn't actually end the world, it just kind of gets you the name of the elder god that you're supposed to be doing this with like it's not good enough information it's enough to get your foot in the door kind of thing but you need to do a couple of these deadlines so first one okay we know which elder god to contact about this kind of thing we know their true name we can contact them okay next time we have to actually you know know what they like so that when we call them they don't just hang up or squish us like bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are not the first person to com to compare uh, a divine triangle to a telephone. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, the, the the concept is though, like if you're going to try to contact them, then some you have to do another stage after that. Like you don't yep. actually get them to destroy the world for you until you actually have the materials to summon them. And it's like, you have to go through a couple of these in a row. Yeah. They, they uh, like, depending on, 
which divinity you get. Uh, like there will be different steps that require different thresholds and you might have to change up your demographic to get the correct individuals in the future. You know. Classic you, cult stuff, yeah. It becomes, becomes, <laughs> becomes a game of trying to uh, uh, trying to figure out what is needed for what you are attempting to accomplish yeah. balanced on, based on what you actually have access to. Yes. Uh, so I th I think we've we've demonstrated our point enough with the the mechanics of this. Yeah, probably to the to the point we have this. This is starting out with a basic but silly concept, and then we haven't we haven't put numbers to anything yet, which would be the end. That's of this. kind of the point. Like, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. The, the I, numbers I was... are the last thing you do, and it's only like once you've actually fleshed everything out, then you start plugging numbers in to see yep. what works. Yeah, it's. I was just saying, if we're going to complete the process, we had numbers, but I think, like like I said, numbers aren't the important part. Uh, we just need a structure. We have uh, having a structure flowing concepts that have mechanical elements to them are what's important. So, yeah, the thing that we've basically shown, start off with your concept. The concept is the basic idea of what you're trying to aim for. Like, you don't, like, if you're trying to aim for a number between 1 and 20, but the number you chose was 3,000, then you're off by a pretty far number, and you don't know. If you don't know what you're aiming for, you can't get there. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, yeah, give me a sec. I'm going to write a bit more down here as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's not. It says he's requesting to come up here, and it says I've already invited him. I don't know what more I can do. Ah. That's weird. Can you take a look? I might be able to get him out. Yeah, okay. Okay, should be able to uh, get himself up by right clicking himself and, be, and saying become a Okay, technical difficulties. That's definitely going to have to be in the game. <laughs> yeah. No podcast, no matter how much, has ever managed to avoid technical difficulties. Yes, there, there's clearly a bit, uh, uh, a uh, major mechanic about that you have that you conduct at the same time as the podcast about vanishing various types of interference be uh, be they people who are here to expose the truth demons who are which uh get rid of obfuscation like they're they're the enemy of obfuscation demons that add random how should I phrase this Demons that are actively interfering, which is messes with listenability and 
technical uh, technical difficulties. No, actually, technical difficulties is probably less than ability. Uh, but like, I feel like there's like different types of interference that you have to deal with. Otherwise, the yeah. Oh, it totally makes sense. Like, you probably have to deal with, and you have to identify the type of thing it is, and like how to what its what its nature is, and how to destroy it. Yeah. Ideally, while allowing as little of your listeners to realize what's going on as possible. Yeah, and the problem is you're trying to draw in conspiracy theorists, so <clears throat> yeah. they're going to be making all sorts of assumptions. Oh, it's the feds. No, it's actually this other rival cult. But it's actually like, you know, the this rival elder god was trying to like <clears throat> study to see what was going on, but then they kind of got distracted and their equivalent of a cat was basically doing the equivalent of sitting on the keyboard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, okay. <laughs> so what else do we want to talk about on this topic now that it's just oh uh, this become the Kev War and the and Katri show? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've killed it already. Um yeah. I, I think this is probably just probably just a, a short episode. Probably. I mean, we actually covered this pretty quickly, and we actually did a pretty good job running through it. And now we're going to have like Rob's going to listen to this later, and he's going to we're going to get like a message tomorrow, being like, "Holy fuck, you guys need to make this." <laughs> that's that's optimistic, but. Possibly yeah. true. Anyway, uh, <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's night where you are, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I forgot how to turn off the Greg in the new version. There's a button that says stop recording.